Cue the music. Welcome to another edition of Sounding Board. Thanks for pointing at me, Nick. I was assuming that you were going to do the intro there. But, no, uh, I knew you were. That's why I thought I'd put you on the spot. Yeah, so first, first things first. Can you hear this? Oh, no, I can't. I've oiled my chair. I mean, it's not, so it's not the first time I've oiled my chair, but evidently it needs oiling more than, than I was doing it. So I know it's been, well, it's certainly been annoying me. You've been uh, annoying you know, re- our listener as well. Re- re-listening uh, to the podcast. So yeah, hopefully I can kind of rock back and forth like, a, like an old granddad um, and not annoy people. Um, so we, yeah, that's... Well, I am, I'm standing. I'm not sitting at all. Like, this is an, uh, an edition of Standing Board now yeah it's it's, it's a bit like it, it feels like i'm kind of uh, uh, podcasting with euron brook i mean i, mean, I know our, our, our listeners can't see because we're not recording right. the video on this all right everybody and i've also got look it's it's a, i know it's mere 3 30 in the afternoon on a friday i do have a glass of wine on the go and um, you're already smashed I'm, no no i've only just started i've only just started we've got um we've got some friends around with their kids inside the house let's just be clear uh and uh, and a bottle of wine slipped open so your your health i've just got orange squash because i'm a you know you're, like a are you allowed a to toast with that uh no I, I, technically you can't you've got to you've got to there, there are certain rules so there are, you know you can only toast with alcohol uh the person who is being toasted cannot drink um what so if i that? if i said you know to, to nick elliott Technically, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You know, you can't toast yourself, so you can't drink. So there's a, you know, if you're at a, if you're at a party, for example, and someone lifts their glass, what you can do is you can immediately quickly toast them, and then they can't drink. And then as soon Excellent. as they do that, everyone, you know, everyone keeps toasting them, and they can't drink anything. Um, you know, if you're following the rules, that's a good party trick. I like that. Mm. I like that. I have been listening to some of our pre-lockdown podcasts. Oh yeah, I was going to bring this up. You've been vanity listening, haven't you? Yeah, but mainly because I wanted to, I wanted to go back and see when we first started talking about COVID nineteen, and and actually it all came flooding back as I started listening to some of these um, these episodes going back kind of twelve thirteen weeks. Yeah, and it must have been it must have been the beginning of the year because it was starting to. No, 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 no. We me. we deliberately didn't talk about it. Right. We deliberately we just wanted to carry on like normal because that's that's just who we are, and we didn't take it seriously, and we didn't think it should be taken seriously. So we basically didn't talk about it until lockdown was on top of us, and so it was really when the um, the budget came in, the the kind of emergency budget of measures and stuff, uh, and when regulations started changing. That's when we started talking about it, right? Because I remember. Ah, oh, so it was when you it was when you started stockpiling. That was it, wasn't it? When you stockpiled <laughs> Bailey's, that was probably the first time we we brought it up. Yes, and look, I I don't consider myself a stockpiler, and we had this argument there and then. Uh, it was my wife that came back with a bottle of Bailey's, not a a, a twelve pack of of Lou Roll. Um, you know, only the essentials. <laughs> But it was good to go back and listen to it. And you know, 13 weeks ago, we were talking about, you put me on the spot with difficult questions for libertarianism. Yeah. 
And I remember. It was listening back. I don't wish to just blow our own trumpet here, but it was good and thoroughly listenable. And we get to really talk about some good topics on there, topics that we don't talk about anymore. And we've become a bit of a a bit of a lockdown podcast, a bit of a coronavirus cast. And we did a few weeks ago try to drop something socialist in, didn't we? And talk about that. Um, and I, but I, I want to, I want to get back there. I, I want to get back to welcome to Sounding Board, the podcast about freedom and capitalism, which is how we were announcing ourselves back then, not the podcast about lockdown lunacy, which is what it's ultimately become. Um, but having said all of that, this is the biggest assault on freedom that we've ever had. That potentially anyone's ever had you know in in the last hundred years yeah outside of north korea and places it's um... exactly in the western world um i want to go straight in with the capitol hill autonomous zone are you aware i don't okay so yeah i am but i don't know too much so for our i know you've just been monologuing but would you like to monologue again oh i was hoping that you would take over i'm I'm accused of doing too much talking so yeah i don't i don't know too much about this well what do you what do you know um, I t- the, basically nothing. I've seen a few people tweet about it, and I've been meaning all day to protesters. To so this is protesters who yeah. have taken over a region. Um, oh, I've, I've, in fact, I've completely forgotten which um, which city it's in now. When when it, yeah, it's Capitol Hill, but it's not Capitol Hill in 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 Washington. Um, so that's just, that's completely escaped me now of the specific. Um, town it's in, in uh, city it's in in America, but this is the protesters of the Black Lives Matters protesters have taken it over, and the the police have abandoned the precinct. In yeah, it's in not this, it's not a very large area from what I understand, is it? It's, it's so many blocks. Yeah, a few blocks, isn't it? Yeah, something like four blocks, I think. And um, and this is them seemingly you know we've chucked out the police this is and they're calling it this autonomous zone they're saying in fact there are there are signs saying you're leaving the united states okay it's a bit they've almost done a sharan haven't they that was the thing that i, I wanted to i wanted I, to find out a bit, a bit more yes. but it reminded me of that running out the police running out the politicians running out you know yes. anything political but and this is where i want to make a few observations and just read a couple of tweets as well about it. Because this has all just happened in the last kind of 48 hours. Okay. You've undoubtedly seen some photographs and some videos, maybe scrolling through your Twitter feed or whatever about this. And that's, you know, that's where I'm getting this information from as well, albeit it's now making major news outlets talking about it. And it being abbreviated CHAZ, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Um, straight away, straight away, they built borders. Okay, the first thing they did was of put barricades all around it of all sorts of things. But the first thing is built borders. And I thought that was an important point to make about these loony lefties going in to, to try and get rid of the government. And they're the first people who will espouse a world without borders. And the first thing they did was put a border up. They um, love borders, though, exactly. don't they? I mean, um, it, it, they're they're going to need them anyway to stop people getting out. So I've heard I've heard they're checking ID when you enter it, enter the area. 
I got no idea what they're checking that against. I mean, there are people that live in this four block radius or whatever. I feel I feel very sorry for them having this area been taken over. Um, but I want to I want I want to read. Um, I think it's actually it, it was reshared on Twitter, but I think this is a Facebook post. The Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, Chaz, is a fascinating case study. Within the first 24 hours after kicking the government out and declaring itself an autonomous zone, one of the leaders quits and threatens suicide after being outed at admitting to being a serial sexual abuser. In the meantime, a hip-hop artist named Raz Simone asserts his rule and tries to keep the peace with his gun-packing crew and is immediately accused of brutality for roughing up a graffiti artist. A new government, with all its corruption, sexual predation and brutality, has re-emerged within hours of kicking out the old one. That that doesn't surprise me. No. That doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, I mean, so lots of the lots of these woke men are they're 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 using cuttlefish behaviour, aren't they? Um, have you noticed yes. that at all? Yes. Um, so I mean, for for, for for listeners who who don't know, the cuttlefish has this kind of ability to make it look like uh, male cuttlefish can make themselves look like female cuttlefish, can't they? Um, to kind of get in with the females, and then yep. they they kind of strike afterwards. Uh, and this this appears to be to be happening with have their way. With kind of lots of lots of woke men, um, and you, you've got to you've got to feel sorry for for the the woke women in these situations because they they go around and you hear them talking about um, you know they don't know anyone who hasn't been sexually assaulted and all this kind of thing. And it's really sad, and it's of course you don't because you hang around with these people, normal everyday masculine men. Um, just you know, just don't do that sort of thing uh, as a, you know as a rule compared to in these kind of left wing, you know, communes and, and these sorts of situations. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's often awful. There's, I just want to read out one more tweet from a from an account called Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, and I I've got no idea how whether or not this is literally a piss take or not. Okay, uh, but it's attention. To the person attempting to establish an autonomous zone within the autonomous zone, do not do this. <laughs> that's that's going to be that's going to be Andrew Doyle or somebody, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, and that's uh, that's obviously um, attracted such uh, tweets as Chazception and uh, and other <laughs> other such things. Um, I we could talk for probably quite a while on on the police. I mean, you know, we haven't spoken about the the specifics of the. Of the calls to defund the police or dismantle the police, I don't think we really talked about that much in our last edition. A lot, a lot's happened in a week and a half, hasn't it? Um, how much do you want to get into <laughs> into that? I mean, yeah, we can we can talk about that for a little bit. I mean, should we talk about should we talk about the riots uh, for, yep. for, for for a period of time? Because so obviously, you know, over the weekend and uh, or for the past few days, there have been riots all over the world. Um, protests and, and rights protests and and then what's led on from those yeah i mean but it's like not just rights i think no 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 of course not but over here and in america and, and lots of other places they've what has started out as being relatively peaceful protests has has quickly descended into into violence and property damage and did you see the mayor of minneapolis I saw a few of him. So he he was he was kind of on his knees crying initially, wasn't he? Um, and I didn't and see that. Did got, you see where he was? And then he got turfed out, didn't he? Because he said he wasn't going to defund the police. And he's a lefty. He's an absolute lefty. He's a proper lefty, and, and he's young, younger than us. 
is like. Well, he looks about twenty five. Yes, he? Um, yes. Um, but did you see how they chanted him off as he as he left? It was like yeah, something I mean, out of Game of Thrones. They were chanting shame, 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 shame at him as he's walking through. Albeit the crowd was was seated, but he was having to pick his way through the crowd, all sitting down, all chanting shame again and again at him. I mean, it's difficult to feel sorry for politicians, but I, I maybe felt felt a twinge for him as he, I, as he walked out. No, but I genuinely, genuinely felt for the guy. Um, I, and I know it's the left eating itself, but he could have just rolled over. And he's only, as you say, he's only about 25. And he, I, I don't think he even think he stood his ground. He just... He clearly got to that point in his head and said, this is ridiculous. What you're asking me to do is completely counterproductive, is ridiculous. You're not asking for an alternative. You're asking me to dismantle the police force. You're not, you're not saying I want to reform it. You're not saying I want to replace it with anything, even a private institution or a collection of those. You're not even saying this is what the community is going to do. You literally just want me to commit to dismantling the police force. Of course, I'm not going to do that. And he calmly walked off. And so I, I totally, I totally felt for him in that situation. And I was, I was, I suppose, a bit proud of him because he didn't just roll over. Unlike the rest of the council, who then voted to such margins that the mayor couldn't veto, that they are going to dismantle the police force in Minneapolis. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what actually happens and and what they what kind of an institution because they, they're, they're going to have some kind of a police it might be it might be run by different people but there there has to be there has to be police forces and i'm not i'm not saying this as in there has to be state-run police forces but there has to be police if, if, if there was if there was no state-run police force there, there would be private protection agencies cooperating with each other to keep the peace the same way there are in in shopping centres and you know, like if you go around Canary Wharf and places in London, there are, you know, there are often kind of private agencies who, who just kind of keep the peace and, and and keep things ticking along. So there would there's going to have to be something like that. If it's going to be run by the state, it is a police force. Yeah, yes. they, they might they yes. might be starting again, but it's going to be a police force. So I haven't I haven't heard anything of note about what they want to replace it with. Or, no. or anything like that. I think they just want to burn it down and start again. Which I mean, I can I can kind of understand that as well. But you think that if they wanted the state to do something, you think they're going to have to have a little bit of a plan to say, okay, this is what we're going to do first, um, and this is going to this is what we're going to do in the in the intermediate period between you know transitioning from one to the other. Um, but there's been there's been absolutely nothing. And this is why it was interesting going back to the difficult questions about libertarianism that we recorded. Because you challenged me right off the bat with some interesting notions about what you would do if the state didn't didn't specifically do certain things. And we ended up getting into a really great conversation about how it's obviously not the job of libertarianism to say this is the system specifically that would work. It's a moral framework that says that competition and demand would produce certain organisations that would do certain things and they'd be funded by collections of individuals. And this made me, this made me think of that in, in terms of there are now a number of little experiments going on, and we said we said you know, it would allow you a system of libertarians would would and a, you know just raw capitalism would allow these different ideas to be tried. Let's try 
absolutely nothing at all. Let's try private police force. Let's try three private police forces. Let's try a, a series of community workers that are voted in. You know, what, whatever, whatever these things are, this actually is kind of an opportunity to try those things, albeit not under the moral framework that we're talking about. And I, that's another reason why I want, I find it really interesting to think and to talk about this, because we talk about freedom and we are, we're not, you know, we, we, we will use the term libertarian and libertarianism as a shorthand, but we don't always define ourselves as that, not least of which because lots of people do and mean different things. And like, like any, like any term, it's abused as well as used. We know you don't like labels, Nick. Exactly. I'm on record. I'm on record for that. Um, but without, without the moral framework, which is where the vast majority of people are, is it going to happen differently? Is it going to, um, is it going to have different results? Well, it's not, it's, so, so it's not just the moral framework. It can't work when you have... Um, you know, like state jurisdiction and state-owned land, and that kind of thing. So, if the state owns the roads. Yes. Um, how would how would private police forces work, and who has jurisdiction, and, and how do they work together on on, on that? Is, is is a lot more complicated than I own this land, and I'm gonna I'm gonna protect it. You know, so and it might be like a, a collective of people might own a road, for example, or a shopping centre or whatever, and between them, yeah, whoever owns it, like the shareholders of a company. Uh, you know, whoever owns it would would come up with their own way of, of, of protection, and these agencies would, would cooperate with each other. Um, if you've got like state-owned land and public land and that kind of thing, it's it's far more complicated. Who gets to who gets to decide who you know who patrols and what are, what are the laws and you know in in a, in a libertarian framework, uh, obviously you know you 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 know you, you don't hurt anybody, you don't take their stuff. Um, but also you get to make the rules on your own land. So, for example, if I own a road, I might have the speed limit at 90 miles an hour because I think 70 is probably, you know, a little bit too less. Somebody else might think, well, you know what, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very safety conscious and I'm going to have a, a, a parallel road to you um, driving at 50 miles an hour. And people can decide which road they want to want to drive on. They can go on the safe option or they can get there quickly on my road. And, you know, I, I might not police as much because I trust people more on, on the on the fifty mile an hour ultra safe road, they might have police officers driving up and down all day and speed cameras and all that kind of thing, and it'll be it might be much more expensive because of that. But then you're guaranteed to get there on my road. You know, you might only have fifty <laughs> percent chance, chance of, death. of getting of getting <laughs> to your destination because you know it might be like an autobahn and no police. Uh, you know, and, and you get to you know you get to weigh up the risks and you choose for yourself and, and all this kind of thing. But it's 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 far more you know that, that, that's easy to do. Um, it's far more complicated with this kind of hybrid that they're talking about. Well, and the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, almost certainly the state wants to get back in there. Okay, so whatever they set up, the state wants to dismantle. Whereas in Minneapolis, it's the state itself that has now just committed to dismantling it. And therefore, they've sanctioned that. And as you say, they're going to want to set up something different. Now, there are there are places in the US where police forces have been effectively shut down, but in favour of using a neighbouring police force coming in that's more successful, that's not as corrupt or, you know, whatever the reasons were for doing this and, and done under a democratic framework. And so 
That's different. And that's not obviously what they're advocating here. Um, did you hear the, the leader of the council? Um, there's a, again, there's a little a short interview on, um, on, on a TV station in America going around where the president of the council, the equivalent of the council leader over here, one of the people who very much voted for the dismantling in Minneapolis of the police force, is challenged by the, the newscaster or whatever, saying, but what if, you know, in the middle of the night, uh, you're, you know, you're being burgled and you, know, you, you want to call the police. What, what, what do you do? How do you solve that problem? And the response was, it was telling in two ways. The first of all was, yes, so, you know, I hear that argument from my neighbours. It's like, yes, your neighbours don't want this, do they? <laughs> um, but then went on to say, and I can see how that comes, what you're saying there comes from a position of privilege. And it's like, what are you talking about? That doesn't even make any sense. Are you saying that because I own a house and because I think I should feel safe in that house that I'm privileged? Is is, is that what you're saying? Or so 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 there's now there's now so we've now got obviously male privilege, white privilege. I think I brought up hair privilege before. Have we got not being robbed privilege? Is is that is that a well, new one? So are we are we in the situation here where? Because the police have done something bad, that by getting a usual, a normal level of policing, as in, let's let's say that you were carjacked and the police came along and rescued you, arrested the perpetrator, didn't kneel on their neck, you know, whatever, but saved you. The police did what arguably most people would consider the correct form of action and that's what they're supposed to do if you get what the police are supposed to do does that make that privileged because someone else was disadvantaged was killed was treated very very poorly you can't take what is expected and call that privilege can you is that what they're trying to do well but if you take it to if you take it to the 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 kind of the extreme this is this relativism yeah, then then anyone who isn't the worst off in the world has some kind of privilege, unless yes. you are the unluckiest person on earth. Yes. Then and even in, even then, in some in some facets and, and some aspects, you've probably got some form of privilege. Um, you know, it's the old. It's like you know, if you talk to some of these kind of you know woke leftists, they will often say ridiculous things like, "White male homeless people have you know still have white privilege, even though even though they're on the streets." You know they've got this white privilege, uh, which is just fascinating and disturbing in in, in kind of equal amounts. Um, I mean, it's all nonsense. So it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that because uh, privilege is one of those words like like racist now that's just thrown in uh, because people struggle to counter it and people just don't want to say no. You're talking rubbish. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know, come come back when you've got a proper argument. People just don't want to say that, so you can just accuse someone of having privilege, and then they basically just, it's, it's a way of closing down the argument and telling someone to shut up, and and they have them voluntarily do it. Yes, without needing to back it up with any kind of evidence or rational thought or logic or logic or yeah anything like that. So that's that allows us to move on then into more general woke territory uh, as a result of all this, and and certainly anything surrounding. Um, so any racism at the moment. Um, so you're aware of all the different TV shows that are being, in quotes, cancelled or removed from platforms at the moment. 
Yeah, so there's there's been there's been Little Britain, hasn't there? And there's been Faulty Towers, and if you so my my wife actually made made, made a, a reasonable point. Um, uh, so my my wife's a my wife's a wheelchair user. She has osteogenesis imperfecta. She's got brittle bones, so she's been a wheelchair user her entire life. And uh, she commented on the fact the other day that Little Britain was being cancelled because of racism, <clears throat> and and a couple you know a couple of times they they. they They'd done a Justin Trudeau, hadn't they? I think they'd blacked up. Very much so. Um, and uh, and you know you can't get away with that now. Uh, but she said, "Isn't it? Isn't it really interesting how nobody has a problem with uh, one of the characters pretending to be a disabled person in a wheelchair? Oh, nothing's a nothing's ever nothing's ever said about that. That is um, such a good point. Well, and she's not she, she's not she's not saying it should be cancelled, but she's just saying no. there's the, you know the, 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 there's you know the, 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 nothing is being said about that at all. Um, no, that's not the reason it was cancelled. I think that's an incredibly good point. I think that, well, this is the victim Olympics though, isn't it? Is that um, certain things in the eyes of the woke, um, the woke karate are seen as well, worse than it, others. It de- well, I, I think it just depends on what's fashionable as well. Um, you know, and, and, and at the moment you could, you could, um, you could be campaigning for disability rights, for example. Lost in the traction. noise right now. You wouldn't Absolutely get any traction lost. at all. But if you, if you, if you tweet or that, you, you post about, Black Lives Matter, for example, you you get thousands of retweets, and it's just it's just you know in vogue at the moment. But let's okay, let's pick at that. Why? I Why is knows? it trendy at the moment to effectively stoke up racism in the name of racism? <laughs> why why is that? Why is that in vogue at the moment? And it's and, and it's not because George Floyd was killed that's just as a catalyst that's just an excuse isn't it it's already yeah, rumbling on in a major way yeah because obviously black lives matter and these these other organizations were around anyway and yes. you would still even be, even before george floyd's untimely death uh, you'd have got more traction you know on twitter and facebook and stuff ca- you know campaigning about black lives matter than you would have done about any kind of you know any disability rights or any you know any of the other ones maybe um Maybe your wife should start a new charity or movement, Disabled Lives Matter. How much traction do you think that will get? Oh, not a lot. But I think that at the same time, if you called she, she, it that... You'd get you'd get accused of taking up space and all these other ridiculous things. But don't you think that's why it would be worth trying almost? Because... Hang on a minute. Are you, yeah? Are you dissing disabled people? You're like that. It's a, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good group in terms of potential victimhood. It, it's all nonsense. I know it is, but I, I want to, I want to smash these notions, mm. and, and I don't, I don't know how else to do it. You know, the fact that, um, at the moment, we're talking about race, and then obviously. And <laughs> so much is happening. It, it, to, to me, this is just a signal that we're under absolutely no danger anymore. I mean, arguably, we never were from from coronavirus in any meaningful sense compared to anything else that's happened every season or whatever for the last however many years. But the fact that we've now got the race things happening, we've got J.K. Rowling and trans. Have you been aware of what's been What's been said there as well. That's why I moved this on yeah, to work, because yeah. it's not just race anymore. You've got J.K. Rowling, who was or who is a 
a, a pretty radical feminist. And I've read her tweet thread, all of, all of three tweets or whatever. Makes perfect sense to me. Logical, fair, not discriminatory. In, in, inoffensive as in well. Effect, like, yeah, yeah totally, totally. It's, it, in fact, if anything, it goes above and beyond in recognising the rights of transgender people. Um, and yet she's been not just castigated by rank and file, you know, Twitterati, but the entire cast of Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, it's it's mental. I mean, she's made her millions. She can do and say whatever she likes. And yeah, but people are now calling for bans on Harry Potter books, on, you know, on the films, on, on all of this. Yeah, it's been it's been making me chuckle a lot because you've got these you've got these kind of millennials who are now tearing their hair out because they they they, they can they no longer feel that they can enjoy their favourite childhood books and that their childhoods have been destroyed and I mean you you and I know that we you know you can never as a as a as a voluntarist or a libertarian or, or whatever uh, or even like you know classical liberal you can't really uh, take into account anybody's politics. Um, when you when you either listen to the music or you read their stories or you watch their films, you can't you can't take any of that into account because you just know that they're not going to share the politics that you do. Um, you know, you, it's, it's just a given that any you know anyone in the media, writers, ev- basically everybody on earth, are going to share different political opinions. You know, from you or I, so you just you, you just don't let it affect you. You, you can listen to someone's music, yes. you know they're a raging lefty, and it doesn't matter. Um, but these people, they what they want is they they they, they want Absolutely. Again, this and this is a left wing thing because they're absolutely every, every everybody being exactly the same. Everybody has to be uniform, the same opinion, and that's a, that's a very left wing thing. Um, so they, they what they want. The word you're looking that, for there is equality. Yeah, and, and what they what they want is everyone, every author, every filmmaker, every musician, and they're they're kind of used to it to a point as well because mo you know the vast majority are in the arts certainly yes um, so when they come across someone like this and and what's crazy is that she she is a lefty she's still a lefty um, you know by a large margin um, she just doesn't share the kind of the you know the woke sentiments of the you know the current millennials right. and uh, and it's they're, they're tearing their hair out it's hilarious it is hilarious isn't it and. I know that other people have talked and written about this in far more eloquent ways than than we have. But it I think it is exposing to more people the level of contradictions within the, you know, the oppression olympics and this, you know, this this hierarchy they 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 try to create a victimhood. And and the kinds of things that you and I've been aware of for a long long time, the fact that, you know, there's nothing there's nothing particularly islamic going on at the moment with with a lot of this stuff but the reason i bring that up is that you've got islam and and muslims specifically who are often put very high up the list of uh, of victimhood yet islam uh doesn't have a great deal of nice things to say about the gays uh and and is pretty oppressive women. of women yeah okay um, and then now you've got trans activists and and them being actually pretty oppressive of women. And all of these types of contradictions are now are now coming to light pretty pretty opaquely, actually. That if 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 
J.K. Rowling can be exposed in this way and it be shown that trans activists make no sense with relation to feminists, then then I think that that, that does help get the cause out there, so to speak. I'm, I'm not saying uh, for one minute that we're at any kind of turning point, inflection point or anything at all. I consider what we're going through right now as the great derangement. Yeah, so this is, this is another one of those things that you uh, and the left love this all the time. In that, in order to know what you're doing and to do to do, you know, in quotes, the right thing, uh, you need to have somebody to tell you what it is. Yes. is I can't. You can't. You can't work. You know, if, if 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 we were if we had, for example, individual rights and everybody was treated equally, um, you know, it would it would be fine. You could just you you would always know how to how to treat an individual because you treat them exactly the same. Um, but because they've got this hierarchy, and, and this is another contradiction, because they, they say they hate hierarchies. They, they love them. Love hierarchies. So we've got this hierarchy of, 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 of oppressed people um, and, and, you know, like oppressed groups. Um, but you need to know which one's in vogue and which ones are, you know, in, in which order, um, depending on, so, so you know how to act in the world, um, you know, because I need to, oh, okay, I, need to be, I need to do this today because this is the chosen you know, oppressed minority that we're standing up for. And uh, that trumps all else to the point where we can actually kind of ride roughshod over all these other oppressed minorities, because this one is, is the one that's, you know, that's in force at the moment. And then it kind of changes all the time. Like you, you mentioned a couple there uh, that would have been seen as being very high up six months ago, a year ago. And now it's like, well, no, 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 that's, that's you know, that was then. This is now. And, and you need, you know, but you need somebody to tell you. You can't just treat everybody equally, uh, which is the way that you or I would do things. Um, you know, you need to be told what it is. Um, it's it's one, so, of, one of these impossible problems. What do you think about the the current trend? And, I mean, I suppose, first of all, just the observation that these things come out of nowhere and spread across, I'm going to say the Western world, for easy shorthand in a matter of hours and days and the example i'm going to give you is taking the knee bending i like to call it bending the knee <laughs> um but take take the knee is the phrase that that goes around yeah so i mean that that properly made me chuckle because i i saw i saw a tweet on i can't remember who tweeted about it it was like some news organization or some newspaper or something in the media and Nobody, nobody had spotted the the hilarity of this tweet, but it was it was something like it was about an organisation, and it was it was something like stand up for racism, are urging everyone <laughs> to take the knee, and and obviously I tweeted about that saying hold up a second, you know make your mind up, and and just but, but people people are so used to seeing these contradictions, and and as as we've gone into in the past, the, the left just embrace contradictions. But I saw someone. These things can be said, and nobody says anything. Nobody, nobody says an eyelid. Hang, hang on a second. You maybe just change, change, change the name of your organisation, for example, um, or do, or do something else. But you, you can't do, you know, you can't do both. Um, I saw someone with uh, holding up a placard um, saying "Silence is violence" uh, while wearing a t-shirt, like telling white people to shut up or something. It was, it was, you know, with no sense of irony whatsoever. Well, yeah. So only only in twenty twenty can can silence be violence, but you know, like you know, tearing down a building is not. 
that's fine. That's absolutely fine. What do you think about statues? Um, so I've been I've been thinking about this, and I've been I've been broadening my thoughts uh, around not just Good. statues, but um, public, for want of a better word, public property, state-owned property in general. Because uh, okay. obviously I'm obviously I'm completely against the property damage of, of anyone's private property. You know, any, anyone any individual's property that is that but is out of bounds as far as I'm as, as far as I'm concerned. And I remember thinking because there, there were there were some stories about protesters in you know in Minneapolis and places where they were kind of they were going to the police stations and they were kind of smashing windows there. And you think, okay, I've got a little bit of sympathy for you there um, because you're not attacking private property. You're going to the cause of the problem, and you're showing your, you know, your your displeasure and and, and that kind of thing. But I, I was thinking, well, hang on, do am I am I for or am I against the destruction of state property? Because it's, I mean, aside from the fact of okay, what's going to happen afterwards? You know, who's who's going to who's going to pay for the rebuilding of, 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 this, of this thing? Is it taxpayers? In which case, you know, it's obviously going to be a going to be a bad thing. Um, but it, it's it's a, it's a real difficult one, you know. It should I I I tend to err on the side of not liking the destruction of any kind of property. If they were taking yeah. something over, if they, if yeah. they were saying, you know what, we're going to take over the police station and we're going to have our, our own autonomous zone homestead, and, you know. If it was well, let's say it was if it was like where we live, uh, if it was our own little area, and everyone I was going to ask you about made, this, made like made like a little charan and said, you know what. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have our own police force. We're gonna take it in turns, and we're gonna patrol the area, and everyone's gonna be safe. I'd have no problem with that at all because it's it's peaceful. There's no destruction of property, uh, and we could, you know, we, we could do that very, very easily. I nearly asked you this earlier on in the podcast when we were talking about the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, the Autumn Wisto Autonomous Zone. Fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, carry on. As long as as long as it's under under you know libertarian voluntarist principles, then yeah, then I'm, I'm absolutely fine. But yeah, but I'm erring on the side of not wanting any kind of property damage whatsoever because you know that that could be it could be used for you know for, for other things afterwards. Uh, um, to say that that's the thin end of a wedge, I think, is an understatement, isn't it? If you sanction violence, to me, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. whether the violence is against public property or private property. It's against property. It's viol- violence is bad. Good. Can we all agree that violence is bad? And and so that's why I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, I, I love the tweets that talk about how, you know, most people want this. And yet in Bristol City Council, democratic processes have been through um, changing I've been through whether they should remove the statue of Colson, whether they should just amend the plaque. They haven't even agreed what they should write on the plaque. But a majority on the council that were again, these were people voted in by the people of Bristol, voted against removing the statue. So you can't have it both ways. Either you want these things to be democratic or you don't. But what you obviously find is the for want of a better term, the extreme Democrats. They tend to be the ones that are in favour of the extreme direct action. That that euphemism for violence on the streets and for rioting and property damage. Yeah, I think I think extreme Democrats is 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 a is a restrained kind of euphemism for them as well, because they want mob rule. Um, you know, that and which isn't which isn't or isn't they want democracy. They want they want they want the mob 
to enforce their version of democracy, to get to their version of democracy. Would you agree? Yeah, but it, it's it's like it's. I mean, you can compare that to you know communist Russia and all these places where they like we'll need it. You know, we won't need the state eventually. We'll just have this peaceful democratic a series you know, of administrators. But you know, we, we need the state to just step in for the time being. So we'll, we'll enforce all these things, uh, you know, until, until the state withers away, uh, and it <laughs> never ever happens. And then, the, you, know, you the get concept. famines and mass murders and and all sorts of things. The, the it's, it's the same thing. We just need we just need the mob to enforce it for the time being, and then in a period of time, we're not going to tell you how long, but in a period of time, everything will be peaceful and we'll live harmoniously, and it will be amazing. Can you actually imagine? what would have to happen for the state to wither? Because I can't. Um, well, so I, I think if, if so idealistically, I think if more and more people stop voting uh, and say, you know, not in, not in my name uh, yeah. and, you know, and do that, people try and avoid as much tax as possible. They don't vote. So you come to an election, it's like, okay, only 5% five people, 5% of people have voted here. You know, people will start asking the questions, hang on a second nobody else is you know is is voting we can you know we we should kind of demand some you know some power back um so that 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 would be my proposed way of you know kind do of you think withering away right it's never do you happen, think but. do you think that that would require a level of marching on physically on the institutions themselves yes i think so but again it would be it, it would be peaceful obviously uh, it, it would have be, to be it wouldn't violent, be, yes it wouldn't be destroying the property it would just be saying Five percent of the people in this country have voted for you. Uh, you don't deserve this anymore. But um, the problem would be is that your 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 anti-fascists <laughs> would still would still be there. The ones that were still agitating, them. yes, would still be there causing trouble. Um, anyway, like, like I think we could we can, could go on talk about that for hours. Yeah, but before before we move on from statues, can you just tell me about how you? Took part in democracy for the for the first time in a while this week. I don't think that was democracy. Why was that democracy? Is it not? Is it not democracy? I get a certain, I, get a certain number I of votes signed, for something, and something happens. I signed a digital petition for the bans, and I'll go into why. But so how what did is you that sign? democracy? I signed. I signed a petition on Change.org uh, to replace the statue. Of Rhodes at Oriel College, Oxford, with a statue of Peter Hitchens, and I encourage all our listeners to. I'll I'll, I'll tweet it again, and the you know, we'll, we'll put the link in the description, shall we, on this of um, of how you can go and sign that petition because that would be frankly hilarious. I'm not Peter Hitchens' massivist fan. I think he's been excellent during um, during this lockdown period. For his views on freedom, um, but uh, that, uh, that that just just for laughs. In the same way, it was just for laughs when I voted for Jeremy Corbyn. We, also, democracy. <laughs> so hang on, let's let's just get into this. So, so you don't you don't think this change.org? So you get a, you get like a certain number of votes and something happens. You don't think? That's... Well, what does, no, there's something. Happens. You vote. You vote. You're voting on something, aren't you? Oh, there's something happens. Is that after a hundred thousand votes or something? Um, it it goes to it gets debated by some minor bit of parliament or whatever. It, yeah, but you still, you, still, you, you, 
no, but you're voting on something for something for something to happen. I think I think when you vote on something as part of the general public, I think that's, is that not broad, broadly democratic? As part of the general public, um, maybe. Maybe I mean, I, I look voting. I mean, voting, is, voting, is, voting is voting is democratic. I would say voting is democratic, but you could vote on things within a private organisation. Would that that would probably be described as democratic as well? But it's certainly yeah, not I part of so. the democratic. Systems that exist in in this country, but, pre- but surely, surely it is. Surely it is a, a democratic system that exists. Are you saying you will never, you will never vote for anything under any balloting system of any kind ever again? Uh, I I haven't voted in a state run one for years. This isn't a state run one. That's not what I'm asking. You're saying now, extending this, you're trying to you're trying to gotcha me now. Well, it changed to August state run, isn't it? So, so you can uh, so so you can you can vote on anything in in so we could create a website for voting and if we got a hundred thousand votes on it, we could get so no. we could get that debated. No, but this this one, if you do it on change.org, then then they'll they, 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 that's it's a, it's government sanctioned. That that that's that's good enough for me. Okay, <laughs> right. I want to no, move on. seriously, seriously. I, I think I think that, if someone's fine. government, if, if there's a voting system that's government sanctioned, that's democratic. Okay. I would say. What, whatever it's meaningless it's uh, I, I i i voted knowing i had no power i voted for laughs Stated. and that's and that's fine and i don't know um i want to very quickly i want well i want to get back to statues what do you think about them all being boarded up today or overnight last night um yeah ridiculous and a waste of money it, knowing that your preferred system is not one of state-run police and obviously you've got into the ideas behind the state ownership of land and how that works and property and public property and all that putting that to one side if you can should the police be defending these statues and arresting locking them up if necessary putting the flea in their ear whatever it is should they be defending the statue of Winston Churchill. Um, I mean, I I think I think the police should have better things to do. Um, no, 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 that's a should. That right now there are people defacing and taking down these statues. Should the police be defending them rather than just putting a wall around them so that actually they kind of get their way, which is that they're hidden. That's like cancellation, as far as I'm concerned. That's, that's it is, but it, it's, it's 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 difficult. It's difficult for me to care about that because they're they're owned by the state, so I don't really care about any statue whatsoever. Oh no, okay, that's um, fine. Oh, no, it, that's the principle I wanted to get from you. You don't yeah. actually care what happens to the statue of Churchill. You don't care what happens to the cenotaph. I so it's I I, I think again it's one of these things. Going back to a pre, the previous point. In that I would very, I would, I'm very much against property damage uh, at all. So, you know, so should I, the police I, I, defend it in order to stop that damage? I know it's not a libertarian system. Should the police defend that monument, which is a monument to the deaths of thousands, if not millions, of people that have died in war, in state-funded war? <laughs> I, I I don't think so. I would like some private institution or people just to come together and to defend it themselves. That's, seen... the, that's what I would... Okay, okay, yeah, good. So have you seen the... Um, <laughs> I'm going to call them far-right thugs. 
that have surrounded um, the statue of Baden Powell. Uh, no, but I have seen a, I've seen a couple of clips of there was, hint, there was some hints. They're not far right or thugs. Well, yeah, no, I, I saw I saw a clip of I think it was a, a, an, an old black gentleman who was defending Churchill statue, I think, from the Black Lives Matter protesters saying, hold up a second. Yes. You know, this, this guy was the ultimate anti-fascist. Don't, don't you love um, I, it, Twitter allows you to do this, but people posting pictures of the defaced you know, statue of Churchill, but going, really? You know, do, do you know about the other guy? <laughs> Yeah, and, and did you did you see the way? Did you again? This was another thing that people didn't really pick up. Did you see the way that they defaced Churchill's statue? So they 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 put like kind of you Churchill tweeted about this was a racist, but and then, then crossed, crossed out Churchill out his name, which kind of just defeated the, the object. It's like so so he wasn't or what? What are you saying here? You mixed messages, um, but they're just yeah thick as mints, aren't they? I've got no idea. Yes, absolutely. Um, I I was really pleased seeing um, you know pictures of, um, of, of, of of I say kids you know these are adults but young adults cleaning off the cenotaph yeah brilliant. the next day brilliant. that was great I saw you know groups of people trying to defend statues I saw that as being as very good but I had some interesting mixed feelings about whether or not I should feel patriotic or not. Because the problem with feeling patriotic is that, that that patriotism and the state are are very very interlinked, aren't they? Very yeah, I, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're, 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 yeah, they're hand in hand in hand. Um, I, I don't think, hand in I hand in glove hand in glove. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't think I don't think you need to be patriotic to object to property damage. Um, yes, would be my answer to that. You know, yes. I, I I don't want buildings destroyed, no matter what they are you know you can you can repurpose that yes. building you can rep you could repurpose a statue you could repurpose a road you know it's i'm, I'm against property I damage have, in general well and i have a lot of i have a lot of sympathy for um for the idea that um statues rather than monuments as well you know, i think there is, there is a difference here between between a monument and a statue uh, yeah because about a specific person yeah because obviously i would i would it would be slightly more difficult for me to personally defend the uh, statue of Karl Marx, for example. Yes, I probably I probably wouldn't do that personally. But I, again, but I wouldn't object to you know to, to somebody Would, defending right. it. I guess. Right. So, for the Bants, you'd be quite happy with it being defaced and pulled down, but on principle, you don't want it damaged because actually it's important that people understand who he is why he's there you don't celebrate it any 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 more than you celebrate a statue of a former prime minister or some person you didn't know that happened to own a slave one day again we, again we have to be we have to be careful here so it depends on if it's so if it's a if it's a state owned uh, statue uh, on state land then of course, the, of course. the same way the same way that any of these statues whether it's Winston Churchill or the cenotaph or whatever i don't think they should exist anyway that's not to say that there shouldn't yes. be a mon a cenotaph but you know it should be in private hands. But the way so that it should I, stop existing is not damaged by the mob. Yeah, if somebody wants to have a and, and again this is this is often the test of a true libertarian. You know, if, if somebody wanted to have a statue in their in their front garden of Adolf Hitler, for example, <laughs> I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be you know I wouldn't be uh, you know I, I, I would they have their right they have a right to do that. Yeah. 
but but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be tearing it down, for example, um, no. because that's just you know violence begets violence. Um, so I, I I absolutely would hope that that would never occur and that would never exist. Maybe but if you're if, if you just if you if you start being violent against somebody else's property, they're going to be violent against you. And so I was about. To, so I was about to say I have sympathy for the idea that statues and these types of statues belong in a museum. And I think that a museum is a, other than the fact that they're currently mainly public museums, that yeah. they are um, a, a, a great way of showcasing history without it being in your face all the time. And I, I, I get that. I don't think you should tear it down. Um, but I think that uh, potentially these things belong um, belong in, in historical context. I have no problem with giving something historical context. I actually have no problem with putting some, some current context around them, but the concept that they should be hidden from view and removed entirely, I think is, is, is a nonsense. And certainly. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a good, it's a good lesson on how, you know, how people and how societies progressed in that you could, you could have a, you could have a monument to, you know, what's it, Colston or whatever his name is yeah. um, in a museum somewhere. And you can say, look, this guy did some amazingly good stuff. He set up some fantastic institutions, but because society was also pretty terrible at the time, he, you know, he was a slaver. He was, you know, he he, yeah. he owned slaves. He, you know, was uh, a major shareholder in a in a you know in an organisation that bought and sold human beings. And at the time, this wasn't really considered to be a bad thing. Because, but look how far, we you know, got, even even the yeah. even the good people in those days were were still doing these these appalling things by today's standards. Look how far we've we've come, and we cannot possibly we we never want to get back to that stage again. Yes, it can be a lesson for people. Oh, totally, totally. Um, um, so, defence of statues, running of the police, um, COVID nineteen, and I'm we haven't, add we, haven't on. we haven't talked we haven't talked about um, the protests and how they've possibly been good for our kind of for for lockdown skeptics. And aside from the violence and the riots, I mean the actual protest, just the kind of like thousands and thousands of people all getting in one place. Um, oh, I, mean, it's I, know, I, know, I know, I know, I know. You and I are against the lockdown on moral moral grounds, so it doesn't it doesn't matter how bad you know COVID nineteen actually is. We don't think that uh, you know there should never be a lockdown anyway, because if it got that bad, people would lock themselves down anyway. And, and you just and this is the point I made earlier. Your own risks. But this is the point I made earlier that clearly there's no danger anymore. Otherwise, they wouldn't have got together, would they? No, of course not. Of course not. And so I think I think that can can have there, there could be some positive results on the back of that. Oh, the lockdown is over as far as I'm concerned. The 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 issue now is, you know, I've, I'm standing here right now. We've got we've got people in our house that don't live here. Well, yeah, I mean, it's but but I'm hoping that more than more people. I mean, it's been over for you and I for a long time. Yeah, but um, the people that are in no, my house right now that's, are that's not the lockdown skeptics. That's the difference. Okay, the, everybody else. I'm hoping yes. the lockdown's over for them as well. Totally. The issue is is the social distancing which isn't even in law but yet i see i find this fascinating if a shop were to reopen and not put stupid you know spots on the floor and limit the number of people in and put a one-way system in and perspex in front of their um in front of their, their cashiers if they were to just go i'm open just like before would they be subject to legal challenge to you know to people suing them and all of that kind of stuff even though they're not going against any regulation or law well well yes because you're always open to legal challenge even if it's complete nonsense but would it, so it, it, yes. it would it would it would, get, it would get, probably get thrown out but well, 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 would it through 
You'd have to go would through it? that. No, but this is my question. Would it? I don't know whether anyone's going to be daring enough to do it. And I, I imagine that if it's going to be, it's going to be your very small independence. It's going to be your local butcher or whatever that's just going to go, sod it, I'm opening up. But I wonder whether there are going to be any legal challenges. You're absolutely right. Of course, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be legal challenges. I'm saying, will any of them get to the point where a judge goes, no, the government guidance, not only was the government guidance very clear, I don't care whether it was law or not. This was about safety. How could you possibly do this? You were endangering your customers. You were endangering your staff. You had a you had a duty to do this. Even though it's not under the law, it was very clear what the government wanted to do. That would be a very, very, very bad day if a judge was to do that. Well, so but I can that... see that happening in the same way that the judges of Supreme Court came to some bonkers conclusions about the um, proroguing of Parliament. I could see judges, which are, again, a function of the state at the moment, coming to those similar bonkers conclusions over this. Well, so that, that is very, very likely to happen in the lower courts. So one of the things that, that they taught us when I did A-level law, you know, 25 years ago, was that most magistrates don't know the law. Yes. Don't, you know, uh, you know they're, they're useless. Um, so you're, you're lucky if you go to court, go to magistrate's court and, 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 and they know the law. Um, so, you know, obviously, it will, you know, it, it kind of goes, you know, it will go to the high court and then et cetera, et cetera, until it kind of goes up to the, uh, the, the Supreme Court, which I, I dislike immensely. Yes. Um, uh, but they, they still wouldn't, if, if they, they would have to go through the, they would effectively have to create law to do that. So it, it is yes. not law at the moment yes. to, um, uh, you know, to, 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 to enforce but You could distancing. see it happening, couldn't you? You could see it happening. You could see them saying, but effectively this was law. You could see them doing that and saying that government guidance should have been followed, that they had, that they would, that they said the words, you must, that they created documentation to follow. To be COVID I I secure, I, I don't think they could actually. It's it's not in law at the moment, and they couldn't prosecute someone for for not following government guidance because that that it, it is absolutely not in the law. So, so do you they think could, right? They they could they could they could they could create the law at the time and say, you know what, this is wrong. It should have been made a law, and now it is. Uh, but they couldn't they couldn't do you before that. So we're recording this on the Friday before the Monday that all non-essential shops are allowed to open. Okay? Friday the uh, Monday the 15th. Do you think therefore that there are going to be companies that it absolutely was they were banned in regulation from opening until that point. So they weren't going to try and test the law on that because obviously they'd lose. That will reopen. Do you think there'll be any kind of significant amount of them? That will completely ignore social distancing. No, I'd, I'd be I'd be surprised if anyone. So go take take yourself back to the polls at the beginning of lockdown, where something like ninety three percent of people were in favour yes. of it. Um, so which, they're going to follow their customer, and the customer which, wants social distancing, and therefore yeah, they will deliver it. That tells us that tells us that ninety three percent of people even are if, idiots, and even if shops are going to do what their customers want, even if it means that the company will fold. Um, I think I think that they I think that they would think that they would fold if they didn't do it. So you, you may yes. get someone as, as a last ditch attempt, but I think they would just be thinking to themselves, uh, "I'm on a hiding to nothing here. There's nothing more I can do. This is this is you know I've done all I can, um, and that's it." And so I, I can see them folding. The point the point I was coming to when I listed all of those things, I, I didn't I. I, I I appreciate you wanted to come back 
on on that point. I was about to bring up the unions and I was about to take us to Boris Johnson because all of the behaviours so far uh, of of the government, of the, you know, the so-called leadership in this country, we've, we haven't talked about the unions again because obviously all the schools coming back or not coming back has been a, a major part of what's been going on over the last few weeks as well. We've now got the leaders of unions, of big teaching unions, praising their members and praising what they've been able to do. They've described the non-opening of schools as victories, okay? And so my question to you, and it's a bit before our time, but is Boris Johnson Ted Heath? That's an interesting one because I remember comparing Cameron to Heath. Oh, really? I don't remember that. Yeah, years ago. Well, I mean, it was basically on the basis that they were both useless. Um, Fine, I, that's, that's, that's that's fair enough. That is that is an interesting one because 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 Heath was well, Heath was quite wet, wasn't he? As was Cameron, uh, and that was what kind of one, and, one of the other comparisons. And weak with the unions. Oh yeah, considerably so. Um, so why is Boris not... standing up to the teaching unions? Because as we've as we've established, I don't I don't think. I think, I think Heath was weak, in 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 a similar way to to Cameron is weak. I don't necessarily think Boris is weak. I just think he's got the wrong idea, and I think probably he's fifty fifty. You don't of, think he's just fi- scared? No, I, I think I think he probably thinks that unions are a good idea because he's 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 so left wing on on so many different things. He probably loves them. I don't know that for sure. I don't know that for sure, but I, I get the feeling that he thinks unions are a pretty good idea, the same way that he thinks the NHS is a pretty good idea, then we should have this 50-50 balance between our strong public sector and... You, you think know, the and, education and the system and the unions that come with it are part of his strong public sector? Yes. Schools, hospitals, police, but not the police because we're not going to make them do anything. Yeah, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think he's necessarily weak. I just think he's a bit of a moron. A more, more you don't, harsh. You don't, he's... You, he's, he's Bad you, ideas. You don't think that he's currently running, running the place on fear, based on his fear of COVID nineteen. Um, I, this I right, this conversation could run and run. Okay, yeah, right. I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think he is. I think he's, he's, he's just seeing which way the wind blows. I think that's just his, 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 him being a politician. Let's hold that thought. I think we could talk for hours about the politics of this, and it's been quite nice to not actually. Yeah, let's let's leave it. Let's not have another COVID cast, and uh, let's leave that for another time. I think. Well, this was more about the great derangement, as I've termed it, because the whole world's gone mad. And if you look at any kind of news outlet or any kind of social media, it's about it. You're opening the book on the crazy that's going on at the moment and seeing how crazy it's been today in the last hour or day or week. So, yeah, although although I will. I, I will disagree slightly in that. Um, I think it's been crazy for a long time. I th- just think I think it's where, where it's it's more obvious now. The, so the same way that, that people is. have always been people have always been against Europe in Britain, and uh, suddenly after twenty sixteen, people just think this isn't the country I, I, I you know I, I, this isn't the country I knew. Oh, and I, I'm I not aware saying of that. Um, I'm, I think I'm, I've, I've been nuts forever. I'm not saying that there's not been crazy. I'm not saying that there's not been woke. This is this is not the creation of woke in any way, shape, or form. It's more obvious now. 
It's come to the surface. Absolutely. And it's there in your face everywhere all the time uh, in terms of all forms of media. And that and that's the point. I think, I mean, I hope, obviously, that it does impact the everyman to the point that they start seeing these contradictions. They start saying, hang on a minute, you know, that the, the, the people, you know, I described them as far right thugs. The people that were surrounding the statue of Baden-Powell, founder of the Scout movement, were neither of those things. And they were people of, from all walks of life and of all ages. Uh, and they were standing up for basic principles of human decency, I would say. Um, and so you hope that more people get turned around for, to that and that this is all just, it's all just gloss the rest of it. Um, yeah, I, I hope I hope people realise how ridiculous things are and start start waking up. Yeah. Um, so on on that on that positive note, um, shall we uh, shall we perhaps wind the podcast up? Yep. Thank you for listening to Sounding Board. subscribe and share.